Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people, and I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. People enter our lives for different reasons, and this will be true of people entering your life and you entering their life. Multiple reasons, but there are three I think that stand out in my life. People enter your life for a season or a reason or a lifetime. People are in your life for one of those three things. And I think we get stuck in life mainly because we lack people that enter our life for a reason. Most of us usually are able to point to people who have been in our life for a prolonged season and are in our life for a lifetime. But often we don't get stuck because of a lack of those people. Because the problem with seasonal and lifetime people is they know you so well that they often can't see um, what you most need to help you win. Like that thing I said earlier about they park up on an old version of you and don't want you to change. But people that enter your life for a reason. These people in the peloton don't finish the Tour de France and then do life together. They come together for a reason. And the reason for the peloton, they simply exist for three weeks. That's all they do. They train all their lives for three weeks to come and for a reason. The reason is to make sure that their team serves that sprinter to a win. So that at the end of the three weeks, Tour de France is three weeks. At the end of that time, their team win. And then they disperse. This, is, this was the gift, I think, of Jethro, who came to Moses. He came for a reason. Didn't come for a season. Wasn't there for a lifetime. And he entered, he entered Moses' world when Moses was worn out, suicidal, because he was. He asked God to kill him. He said, Lord, if this is how it's going to be, I'd rather you take me now. He got that depressed in Moses. Talking again about the soul and the human soul and the battle to control that. Moses battled depression all of his life. And got so depressed he wanted to, God to take him. Contemplated suicide perhaps. And Jethro rocks up. Jethro said, well the reason you're stressed and don't sleep and you're on prescription medication yeah. is because you are a one man band. Yeah. And you need, to, you need to delegate responsibility for judging the people and for counseling and for dispensing wisdom. You can't do it all yourself. And so he gave him a new organizational strategy that would give Moses longevity. And then he left. And so he got Moses unstuck. And some, some of you need somebody in your life to come soon. And they're already there. And you are resistant to it because it's not in the form you think it should be. It's not a person you've approved of. Um, it's not a Christian. It's not somebody that has the values you have, perhaps. It's not somebody whose lifestyle you approve of. It takes many forms to the people that come into your life for a reason. If it's virtual... If it's a virtual voice, then you don't have to mess with any of that. You can just virtually reach into it, benefit from it. It doesn't matter that they're not from the same value system as you. But sometimes you need people to come into your life for a reason. And some of you are stuck in your life right now. And I pray that this week that someone will come into your life for the reason. And the reason is they come to help you get unstuck. The gift of their voice and the gift of the way they think, the gift of their perception that you can't see, that ability to see your blind spot that you obviously can't see because you're inside your structural blind spot and can't see, so you keep having collisions. The gift of this person that has an outside perspective will come into your life and will come for a reason. 
And that's perhaps a part of the peloton dynamic that I think we've underestimated in life and I think we've made it too general. But I think the best pelotons in life I'm observing in all kinds of tribes are pelotons that are coming together for a reason. People that come to help you win specifically, strategically, with a contribution to make that no one else that is in your life for a season or a lifetime is able to make. I want some of you to think about this week, have a radar for who are those voices? Who are those people in my life? The Tour de France is written in three stages. And your life is lived in stages. The Tour de France has an urban stage where they're cycling through cities and towns. It has a rural stage where they're cycling through countryside. And it has a grueling mountain stage where they're literally uphill most of the day. And they ride differently according to the terrain of the stage that they're in. And they are strategically energy conserving and riding strategically according to the style the terrain requires of them. And I want you to understand that your life is lived in stages and you will ride differently according to the terrain your life is in at this time. You can't live your life exactly the same um, when you married. All of my son-in-laws, and one especially, made the mistake of behaving like he was single long after he was married. <laughs> and, and got kids. And his wife would say to him, you can't go for a run. Hello, we got two kids now. That's what you did when you were single. You got to now figure out a different time to do that. You can't do it like you used to do when you had no one responsible to be responsible for. So you've got to now be around here, help me. It's Saturday, it's the weekend, you've been gone all week and it was drama. And I would say, dude, you just need to find another time to do that because she's right. So he's riding urban when they are in mountain. And some of you are struggling in your life because you are just not understanding your terrain's changing. Some of you have changed jobs, and you're good at the job, but when you change jobs, it's not just about being able to do the job, it's about can you fit culturally? Can you get on with these people? Can you deal with that new regime? Can you relate to that new boss? Can you relate to the new time schedule? Can you relate to the new habits in that new environment? And so some of you are about to quit a job because you don't love the job. Not what you're realizing is you're riding in this new terrain like you did in the last three jobs. Or you divorce Phil and marry Steve and you treat Steve like Phil and ditch Steve as well. Then marry George. And then you divorce George, thinking George is the problem because you're relating to each of these people in your life like the first one. Instead of changing, realizing, no, Steve is not Phil. That's why I chose Steve. And all along, Steve and Phil were not the problem. You were the problem. We were the problem because we kept relating to the different people the same way. As I said this morning, like being upgraded to first class with an economy mindset. Nobody in first class needs your spare bread roll. It's the economy people that pass those around. <laughs> Got a bit of cake here, do you want it? There is an abundance of cake in first class. I tell you that because that happened to our family. We got upgraded to first class and my kids are passing out muffins because they didn't want them. I'm thinking, guys, we're in first class, literally in first class 
a lady went into the bathroom and she got air travel sickness. She threw up in the bathroom in first class. They literally washed down the bathroom with champagne. Champagne is a rumor in economy. We hear the champagne at the front. We hear it. We never see it. We never, we never get us a whiff of it, but we hear it's up there. What they don't tell you in the economy is they're washing the freaking bathroom with it. That's how much champagne they've got. So I said to my kids, don't be, no, don't, no, 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 no. Don't be handing, no, no, no. Don't be, let's just pretend we're used to this. It's a terrible thing to ask kids to do because kids are terrible at faking it. But some of you are not riding in this stage of your life appropriately. That's all it is. You're where you should be. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need fixing. There's no big problem. You don't need deliverance. You don't need an encounter. You don't need anointing. You don't need to go to a conference. You're okay. Your problem is you're not orienting. You're not adapting. So your life has changed. It's a better situation. It's good. You wanted this. It's a great opportunity. Good. All that's been good. God's been good to you. It's good. It's all good. What's the problem then? Because every day you're saying, I'm not happy. I don't fit. Not. That's right. That's right. So we've got to realize this. Okay. So this is a different Tour de France season. Okay. I need to ride differently here. I need to learn some new skills, which means you have to let go of your ego. Because you may, have been, you may have been a big fish in the other pond. Now you've upgraded to a bigger organization. And here, you're a little fish. And the bigger fish don't care about your background. Now you've got to realize, I now have to come in here humble. I have to learn. I have to audition. I have to prove myself. And that's a good thing. Because now you're writing differently. Now you're going to think before you speak. Now you're going to be listening to other people's opinion who know more than you and know better than you. It's a great life skill to learn. So you're in this new territory and you're writing different because you are not the same you throughout your life. You all okay? Because there's a new, there's a new peloton for every new you. Every time you change and grow and upgrade, you definitely need somebody else in your life. Or you will default back to the comfort of the old you that you just felt familiar with. Entire organizations do that, including churches. We kind of default back to the safety of what we knew. Because though we know it's not working anymore, and though we know we're stuck, we're kind of afraid of the lack of clarity of the next thing. You know, better. That's why they got stuck in Egypt. Because better the Pharaoh you know than the Moses you don't know. Freedom's complicated. And so that's why God had to do all this drama. God didn't need the drama of 10 plagues. God had to just show up with a calling card and say, I'm back. And here's what I'm capable of. You'll be okay. I could deal with Pharaoh. Is what that was about. And so they went into the wilderness, remember? But they didn't ride that differently. So they died in freedom. How bizarre is that? And yet I can't judge them. We can't judge them because we've all done the same thing. So that they're free, but they have this slave mentality. So that in a new season, get off. That's like, 
uh, in the bar in England on his last orders. They flash the lights or put the towel over the bar pumps. Last orders, last time to get a drink, last orders. So that's last orders. I've got to finish and say one more thing to you that's going to help some of you this week. Sometimes your peloton is you and God, end of. And if you've never found that out, you need to fast. You don't need people. Sometimes in your life, that's the last thing you need. Some of you got too many people in your life. You have to find out that Jesus by himself is enough. I know we sing it, but you've never been on your own enough to find it out. Adam didn't start with Eve. He started with a peloton of one, him and God. Eve was added. She was supplementary. She wasn't primary to his existence and happiness or that it both arrived at once. And sometimes in life you have to figure out that this is a season, and, and I went through this you know, some years ago when our church was reinvented because half of my peloton left. Half the church left when I started bringing in the poor. And so all these people that pledged undying love to me took off at the first sign of a prostitute or a black person or a homeless person or a homosexual or a transvestite or a criminal or a drug addict because these are the people I'm bussing in and they took off so I realized that sometimes your peloton will leave you like they all left Jesus who died on his own and knew he would so when Peter said you can rely on me I'm your domestic I'm your peloton for life I'll never leave you I'll never Jesus said dude You'll deny me three times before bedtime. And Jesus wasn't being unkind to him. He was simply saying, Peter, you are overpromising what your soul is not yet developed enough to deliver. And we all do that all the time. So Jesus knew and Paul knew he would die alone. Paul writes to Timothy and mentions names of people that he's like, he's like even, even they've deserted me. As if he couldn't believe that these long-term connections, associations at the end got intimidated and afraid of Rome where Paul was beheaded probably in his late 60s, early 70s maximum and died alone. But Paul knew and Jesus knew that he would die alone. And you all need to know that sometimes you have to go through a season of life called alone and figure something out about your roots into God instead of your straws into people because a straw into a person, a straw into an organization, a straw into the pastor, bleeding them dry, sucking the life out of them, can feel like a root. It's not a root, because when that's removed from you, if you then you flounder and struggle and say, there's no love in this church, it means you never had a root into God for yourself. You were borrowing strength from others. And there's a time when you need to find this internal peloton. Me and God... He's okay. And Paul was in prison for years. He had no physical peloton. And he couldn't go online either. And you may have a season in your life that you're in now. Or that's coming up. It's a gift to you. Find out that Jesus is enough on his own. And never ever forget that. Because people will come and people will go. But God will never do either. So to not build a life based on your permanent indwelling Holy Spirit who is the best buddy you'll ever have. 
And some of you don't know him because other people have taken his place. And when they leave, you behave like God left. And God will never leave you or forsake you. But because you've made people God to you instead of him be God to you, you get over attached to comings and goings. So to let them all go and discover afresh like I did 20 years ago. Uh, me and Jesus are cool. We're okay. You can all go for me. I don't care. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I was. And it was painful and difficult, but God never, ever budged. Not for a second, not for a minute. I couldn't locate him often. And he was silent when I think he should have been more vocal. But that's because he's teaching you to learn that you've got to just keep following your heart. And don't ask for too many details because God is not big on details, which I think is a weakness in him. <laughs> Let's stand together. Come on, time's gone. Father, thank you again for this beautiful church, these beautiful humans here in this room, stepping into a new week tomorrow. I don't know what's coming up for all of you. Some of you are stepping into a continued nightmare. Some of you are going back tonight to the hospital. Some of you are nursing the ill. Some of you are battling in your own body a complicated long-term illness. Some of you are battling relationships and battling dynamics at work and in your family that are complicated. And I just pray this week that this word Peloton will stay in your mind as a reminder that you always have one between you and God. Always, always. And I pray you discover that afresh this week. And I pray this week that you'll be intentional about finding and identifying who these people are that are helping you live a winning life. And you'll tell them that. Would you send a text before you go to bed tonight and let them know, you're my Peloton. They're going to come back and say, I'm not your Pelican. <laughs> no, they are. So you're going to have to really put it in caps, put Peloton in caps. And they're going to say, what are you talking about? And you can impress them with what you've learned tonight. But thank someone. People don't know that they are that to us and they get tired. Because some people are, are protecting you from things that are absorbing in their own lives. And that's worth a thank you. Some people are fielding pain and suffering and protecting you from the amount that you could be experiencing. And that's worth a thank you. Some people are speaking up for you and protecting you and speaking well of you when others are being negative about you. And that's worth a thank you. These people are your peloton. Who are they? Let them know. Find them if you don't have them. And I pray that this next couple of months before this year's out set you up for a win in your tour to 2019 that's coming up for all of you in Jesus name love you guys tonight thanks for listening and you're welcome all day go strong and and social media who's on social media hands all you young people not putting your hands up because you want to be cool I know you're on social media you're not following me on social media, God told me to tell you, you're probably not going to go to heaven. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to tell you, but I have to tell you that tonight. That's the word for you all if you wanted one. Let's keep in touch on social media. Love you guys. Go strong, eh? Thank you. Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. And uh, I know time is precious. Commodity follows all. But I would love it if you would take the time to write a review or comment 
And above all, maybe subscribe to my podcast channel. Thank you.